My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You are listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian, and I'm here to say, as I always do, I'm excited that the era of greenwashing in packaging is ending. I'm going to say it out loud, right? Because uh, sometimes that's the way that great things start. They start with words. Words turn into actions. Actions turn into movements. And I, I urge you to join me on this movement. We are going to make this happen together. If you want to get in touch, Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com. Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com. I am trying to be the most open-minded person in all of sustainable packaging. And um, I want to work with anyone who has ideas, who's working on businesses, companies who want sustainable packaging. Let's do this together, one business at a time. I want to target the biggest brands. We're working with the biggest brands in the world. My family business, Contempo, if this is the first time tuning in, uh, we're a packaging company, 40-year-old company. And I have the privilege of working on sustainable packaging for my job. It's pretty amazing. So uh, I'm not going to take it lightly. We are going to together through this show and through all our companies, whether you're a packaging company, a material company, a brand, let's end greenwashing and let's restore the natural beauty of the earth. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been a lot of fun getting this show off the ground. I hope you've enjoyed sort of the the nature of the show, which is very organic. It's very real. It's very... Mike Markarian doesn't actually know what the show is all about. I mean, I know the general tone of it and the meaning and the mission, which is the most important thing, but I'm discovering, you know, the mission's clear. End greenwashing, genuine sustainable packaging, not greenwashing. Restore the planet. Solve the problem that's in front of us. Solve the problem that is getting so many people down, frustrated to the point where I've even heard some people say, I want to kill myself. I'm, I'm literally suicidal based on seeing what's happening in the world. And I say, no, 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 stop. We can make this happen. All right. This is not, it hasn't gone too far. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you it hasn't gone too far. Join the solution. We're going to make this happen. So thank you all for tuning in. I want to um, talk to you guys about a wonderful, this is actually pretty cool. All right. So you guys might think this is not the truth, but I just typed in sustainable packaging um, into Google, and we saw Marijuana Business Daily. So as you know, Contempo is a leading packaging company in the cannabis industry. Um, a lot of cannabis companies sell generic child-resistant packaging. We sell the most beautiful child-resistant packaging. We put sustainable practices into our packaging. We've become a market leader in the cannabis space. That's Contempo Specialty Packaging. We worked very hard over the last three years to get that going. So I literally just pulled up Marijuana Business Daily, finding sustainable packaging options for cannabis products. So we got reached out to by a reporter saying, you know, Contempo, I know you're doing great things. Show me some stuff to put in the article. So literally, I'm, 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 I'm reading this, and I, I swear to you, I will not, I will not 
delete this episode if we're not in the article. So we're going to look at this live and we're going to see how this goes. And uh, published by Pamela Moore 13 hours ago. Here we go. So um, sustainable packaging. Click the orange arrows to advance the slideshow. So more than two-thirds of American consumers consider sustainability when making a purchase. So we see this more and more. I say to you guys, you can start making the argument, the very logical argument. I don't even want to use the word argument, the logical case, the logical thinking, that investment. Okay, sustainable packaging is more. Sure, that is an investment you're making to gain market share because consumers today, this is a fact, not you know just a thought, they're making a percentage, a large percentage. In this case, two-thirds. I don't know if it's two-thirds or one-third. or it's, it's a sizable percentage. They're making packaging decisions based on sustainable um, sustainability. So when it comes to cannabis packaging, sustainability is notoriously difficult to achieve with states requiring individual wrappers, copious labels, and waste-intensive practices. So that's a huge one in the cannabis space. There's all these uh, legislation, excuse me, legislation regulations that you need to put in the package. So as a result, you could have a gram of cannabis flour, which is actually a very small amount of product in this huge jar, especially in Canada. That's been a uh, a massive issue because you've got to fit all this regulation, and there's all these warnings, and there's all sorts of uh, fun stuff there. But you got to do, you got to, you know, follow the regulations. That's they say in the cannabis industry, the number one business you're in is you know following regulations, and then. Everything else is secondary because if you don't follow regulations, you are not going to be in business long. So nevertheless, brands do their part, seeking higher price points by selecting packaging that can be recycled or is made from recycled materials. So that's like the very base of this is recycled, right? Can be recycled or made from recycled materials. But on the sustainable packaging show, ladies and gentlemen, you all know, we know renewable packaging, right? Made from bioresins and compostable packaging so that's renewable we know there's reusable we know there's biodegradable additives there's many paths they've mentioned two of the five paths that we define maybe there's another path and we'll learn about it so this is kind of the moment of truth let's say if we're in this article if we're not we're gonna just cry we're gonna cry ourselves to sleep okay so number one i see a bag israeli based tipa okay Okay, not Contempo Specialty Packaging. Okay, Massachusetts-based Calyx Containers. Not Contempo Specialty Packaging. Guys, this is... uh, Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the article. Contempo Specialty Packaging in Rhode Island offers sustainable tins, tubes, and boxes. More than that, but we just wanted to show a couple options. The locking tin is plastic-free, reusable, and recyclable. The greener pop tube is treated with an organic additive that accelerates degradation is also recyclable. Pop-tops are notorious to be overflowing from trash bins, so we put the degradable additive in some of our pop-tops. And the recyclable vault box can be customized. The vault box is our top-selling box, and it can be made recyclable. So, I mean, thank you, Pamela Moore. I think you've made a great decision, including Contempo Specialty Packaging in here. Okay, next up, we've got Tiny Paper Company, a woman, one woman show in California. Okay, very nice. Tiny Paper Company. We've got Hero Packaging, who makes recyclable plastics. 
Okay, good job. Marijuana packaging. Colorado based STO. I don't know, should I be reading my competitors off? What do you think? Maybe I'm being, uh, actually, I know the answer. Yes. Why the heck not? This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. But honestly, great job, Colette. She's a member of our creative team. I think we have the best photo in this whole presentation. <clears throat> and I can say that. I'm kind of bragging, but I didn't take the photo, so I can brag about it, right? So it pops. It looks beautiful. So we're in the article, ladies and gentlemen. And um, that's good to see. All right. So... I think the cannabis space can definitely be a, an industry that uh, drives a lot of growth in um, sustainability. There's such a spotlight on the cannabis industry, so that is an industry that I think can really push the uh, the message forward, show and, and be a great example for the rest of the world that sustainable packaging is where you need to be, genuine sustainable packaging. And I didn't look to see if those were greenwashed, some of those... Uh, some of those options, but let's hope they're not. And if they are, then uh, it's not a problem. They'll get on board uh, soon when they realize that uh, there's other options. So I want to do something with you guys right now. It is uh, actually about 5,000 degrees. I'm going to open a window very quickly. I hope you don't mind. All right, so it's about... 5,000 degrees currently in this room. So um, we're going to keep moving forward. So I want to I start a series here, and we're going to call it Make It Recyclable. It's going to be called Make It Recyclable. So it's going to be something we do. We do, is it recyclable? Excuse me. See, I just messed it up. Make it sustainable. Make it sustainable. We have, is it recyclable, right? Make it sustainable. So I want to take common products, right? Common products that... I'm using on a daily basis and I don't want I'm not just going to be one to say um, you know let's make everything sustainable without giving suggestions so I want to I want to talk things through see a package in the real world it might be your brand if you're if you're someone listening or you might have a similar product and I want to talk through how you would make it sustainable so you could start to think about how it would come together and we can use the KISS formula but the KISS is kind of um, it's like a beginner's way to think about it. It's um, it's more when you have a product and you're saying, you know, how do I create sustainable packaging? But I think a lot of this realistically, as we work more with brands, is going to be, I have this package, I want this same package, which is working for me, but I want to make it sustainable. So we're going to start with something. It's, um, it's um, you know, those like little guacamole packs. I don't know if you've seen them. They come in a box. There's maybe six in them. And... It's a um, it's a vacuum formed tray with a with a um, with a lid over the top of it. It's called lidding, like a foil lidding, or or actually it's not foil lidding. I think it's just a plastic lidding. So if we're gonna make that sustainable, and and we don't want to go into tins and glass, no no no, we want to keep that, but we want to make it more sustainable. How would we go through that process? How would we look through that process? So. Um, so as far as we'll try to use the kiss method, but, um, it's not always going to work out. So individual guacamole, I Googled it and this thing came up. So holy guacamole. Okay. 
So they've got these little individual um, packages that are enclosed inside of a box. So with the box, you want to use a board that's recyclable. You want to use a board that's made from recycled content. You could get into a hemp-based board. I think it would be a beautiful thing to do. You could get into seed paper, bamboo board. There's so many things you can do. But at the very least, like eh, maybe you don't want to go over the top. You need, you know, some of these, um, some of these more unique products don't have great printing surfaces. So, at the very least, go with a recyclable board or a uh, board made from post-consumer, post-industrial board. Even, um, I think that's sufficient. If you want to go with a hemp board, that's awesome too. I might go with the hemp board if I was this brand, because uh, the folding boxes are generally inexpensive, and the hemp's going to increase the price. But that's really a way to stand out over other products. Guacamole, it's sort of a healthy food. I think it sort of vibes well with that. So, just that would be what I do for the outer box. And then for the inner part, um, you get the vacuum form tray. So you got two parts. You get the the tray itself, which um, I would look at a couple things. You could do a degradable additive like a contempure that you could put into the vacuum form tray that'll break it down faster because. I think that's highly unlikely that that's recyclable, that product, so that's going into the landfill. And we want to break it down faster in the landfill. So I think, you know, I'm a fan of degradable additives. We have one called Contempure. Um, I'm a fan of it for products that are going into a landfill. Less so with recyclable plastics um, because I just think recycling, like I, I try to keep it, I try, I try to compartmentalize it. You know, this is recycling and this is degradable like don't mix them together but some people say just throw it in the recycled stuff because it's not going to affect the recyclability which certain ones do and certain ones say they don't but frankly it's sometimes hard to really substantiate it so coming from a conservative perspective i would say um, put the degradable additive in things that are going to the landfill if you want to be a little more aggressive and the additive companies say it's not going to affect recyclability they can supposedly back that up. I personally just like to be a little more conservative because I'm cautious with this stuff. And I like it where the degradable additives go for things that are headed for the landfill. But that's your choice. People are successfully putting degradable additives in stuff that can be recycled. The market's adopting it. Is it the right thing? It's kind of hard to measure, frankly. So you can go degradable additive in the vac form. It's going in the landfill anyways. Or... You could look at a bioresin like Contempure, which is our bioresin, and you can do vac forming in Contempure. Excuse me, in Sea Green. Sea Green, one of our bioresins, Sea Green. So there's many uh, bioresins out there. A lot of them are from PLA, from corn. Um, you can get PLA from hemp as well. Sea Green's a mixture of a number of things, uh, fully compostable, BPA certified. I would go with the bioresin. Now, you got to do FDA food contact testing. Make sure that the guacamole and the avocado um, is very compatible with the sea green. So those are tests that you'd have to run. But those are sort of the two paths. I don't mind Contempure or a degradable additive in there because um, it's going to the landfill anyways. Or sea green. I mean, that would be the home run, right? If you If you make it home compostable. And you could literally home comp uh, home compost it. So generally speaking, things are home compostable when they're thinner. 
they're industrial compostable when they're thicker. It's a gross overgeneralization, but it's fairly accurate. Think about it. Home composting, you don't have the heat, you don't have the moisture, you don't have the machinery and the technology to break it down faster. So it's got to be pretty thin for it to compost and break down within uh, the time period to be home compostable. Whereas industrial, you've got a lot of technology, a lot of firepower to break things down. Basically heat, moisture, heat and moisture. Um, so, okay, can you hear that motorcycle in the background? So that's the um, bottom piece, the tray itself with the guacamole. And I actually want to check to make sure that's not recyclable. So let's see. Um, sometimes they will add things into um, add things into the vacuum forms that make it not recyclable. I'm talking blue bin recyclable too. Again, there's many things that are recyclable. I saw, I was on a, a beach where there, where there was fishing and there was a place to put fishing lines and there was literally a recycling section for fishing wire that's then recycled. It's pretty cool. Unfortunately, I saw all sorts of garbage thrown in that. So that's where we get to humans are not being uh, responsible with that. So anyways, um... All right, so let's not get too caught up on this. Um, I would also check to see if that in its native form is recyclable, but even if it is recyclable, I think a lot of those are headed for the trash. So I would still go with a um, compostable option where you have the avocado and the compostable packaging or the degradable additive, which would go for the landfill, right? I like to put, I suggest that degradable, if you use a degradable additive, I don't want that going in a compost bin necessarily. I'd much rather that go into a landfill. Okay, it's going to break down the landfill. I don't want to put it in my compost bin. It's still plastic. It's still breaking down. That's going to go and be used for vegetables. Um, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about that idea, frankly. If it's going to be used for other things, then maybe it's okay. But if it's going to be consumed, it's going into the earth. Frankly, it breaks down over time, and it eventually breaks down into nothing, right? It breaks down into its most natural form, biomass, carbon, and, you know, but um, that's my opinion. So, so where do we go? Let's um, let's talk about the lidding. So the lidding itself, you need to find some sort of lidding that works, and that has a sustainable angle. Also, so you could either take the existing lidding, which is made out of plastic, that's going to get thrown away, and you can just you'd have to make sure that it would actually adhere to whatever the um, the base vac form is so for example if you go with the additive it's probably not going to modify the plastic that much so you're probably good to go if you go with something like a bioresin there may be some sort of issues where with the lidding actually uh, sticking to or adhering to that vac form so you'd have to run additional testing and make sure that you choose a uh, lidding solution that will actually stick to the vac form. That's if you're going with a traditional one. There's also some ideas that I could think of um, to create a more sustainable lidding, but frankly, I mean, if you want to say progress, not perfection, if you if your box is sustainable, the outer carton is what I mean by box. If the vac form, the inner the inner uh, compartment that holds the actual guacamole, if that's more sustainable, 
Um, the lidding, it's a little piece of, little film of plastic. It doesn't bother me too much, um, but you could probably find some sort of um, compostable film as well if you really wanted to go over the top and, and really knock it out of the park. But then you got more work on your hands. It's like how much work do you want to put in? How much money do you want to put in? How much R&D, how much retooling of your machines do you want to do? Because then there's just more variables, right? If you if you now go with a, a compostable film, you then have to make sure that that film is going to adhere to the vac form. And you're going to have to make sure that your equipment is tooled up to be able to handle that product. Um, you're going to have to look at the barrier property of that lidding to make sure that it's going to... Um, preserve the product properly and not let in too much uh, oxygen or too much moisture or too much other gases. So these are the things and this is where it can get complicated to where, you know, my answer usually is progress, not perfection, progress, not perfection, right? So the, 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 for lack of a better word, the Rolls Royce, which might not be the right term, but the, the best version, right? Is Rolls Royce really the best car or are we giving them too much credit? the best version of the packaging that checks all the boxes and makes you ironclad. It might take a long time, a lot of retooling. It might be cost prohibitive. So this is where I say, if you can't do it perfectly, your response should not be throwing your hands up and saying, mm, I guess that was a nice idea, but I'm not doing this anymore. That is not the response we want you to have. I want the response to be, um, can't do it perfectly but we're going to do it a pretty damn good job and then in a year we're going to do it perfectly that's the mindset and take the word perfect out and just say a good job because nothing really is perfect in this um in this you could even say in this world but in this certainly in this industry so just do the best job you can Keep striving and watch out for those times where the inability to do it perfectly stops you from doing anything. Because with that mindset, you're not going to get the wheels turning. If you do something, let's say an 8 out of 10, and you get positive reinforcement, you're probably going to push the 10 out of 10. But if you never do it, you never even start, time flies, the years pass, decades pass, and you just you just fall behind. So I don't want that to happen to you. All right, so um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that was a useful example. Um, thank you very much to uh, Pamela Moore. I'm going to write her a thank you email right now for including us in that wonderful article. And it's about it. All right, guys, be good. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email MikeM at ContempoPackaging.com. Let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.